Can you believe that John Gibson and Phoenix Copley nearly got in a goalie fight last night, and the refs couldn't even give us that? But ask yourselves this question, Ducks fans. How good would that fight have been, folks? You're Locked On Ducks, your daily podcast on the Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez, covering hockey for over a decade And I want to thank you for making this your first listen of the day. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. Don't forget this podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon, YouTube, etc., etc., etc. Okay. That fight, that near fight that happened last night, well... Technically, there was kind of a fight, and there was a match penalty in this game, but that's not the fight we all wanted. The fight we all wanted to see, I mean, this is what I'm going to lead off with. This is what I'm going to talk about for the entire first segment of this podcast. Then I'll go into the nitty-gritty of that game and maybe talk for 30 seconds about the previous game. So the nitty-gritty about last night's game against those guys... Ooh. Okay. So late in the game, well not late in the game, but in the second period, there was a bit of scuffling going on to the left of Phoenix Copley after a puck was frozen and play was dead. Then we saw a little bit of scuffling, you know, Phoenix Copley kind of getting in the mix but not quite getting in the mix. So there was already some fighting going on. There was already going to be some penalties happening. Then, just as things were slightly calming down, Frank Vetrano kind of gives a little bit of, just a little jab to Phoenix Copley. Maybe not the smartest idea if you're Frank Vetrano because you'll probably get, you know, a penalty, but the refs missed that one. The refs couldn't give Frank Vetrano a penalty, so Frank got away with one. (sighs) And then Phoenix went completely berserk. Phoenix out of nowhere, just grabbed onto Frank and just started going at him, tackled him to the ground, and then threw a couple of blocker punches. That's something I never thought I would say on this podcast. But Phoenix Copley threw blocker punches at Frank Vetrano. Now, I don't like the fact that he punched Frank while he was already down. That part I didn't already like, and... You know, Copley did get a match penalty for that alone. So at least, at least he got penalized for that. And I think that's the difference between what Copley did and what like Jay Beagle did. I still think that was cowardly. Beagle went from behind and blatantly injured Troy Terry. And there was hardly any consequences. At least in this case, Frank Vetrano, you know, didn't appear to be hurt after that. And Copley did get his match penalty. And because he has a match penalty on his record, he is out indefinitely. He'll likely get a game or two from his actions on that game. So at least he's getting penalized. But, oh man, what happened after that? That's what got my blood boiling, but also got me excited and then just upset. We could have had a goalie fight. 
because after Copley was done with Frank Vetrano, he had his mask off. He was ready to go. And John Gibson slowly going towards center ice, kind of like, yeah, you want to go? You want some of this? Copley saying, yeah, let's go. Gibby saying, all right, let's go. And then right away, ugh, right away, the ref saw that and deprived us of what could have been one of the best goalie fights in a long time. We got robbed. I mean, yeah, the Ducks lost that game, whatever. But we got robbed because we could have legit had a great goalie fight between goaltenders who I know are already pissed off as it is for various reasons. Let's look at the tail of the tape, shall we? Let's first look at Phoenix Copley. Bum bum. The Phoenix Copley side. Copley has played in 23 games this season. He's from North Pole, Alaska. He's 6'4", 200 pounds. Has a pretty solid reach. Copley is no stranger to fights. In fact, I've got to tell you about the two goalie fights that he was already involved in. Phoenix Copley has been in two goalie fights, both in the American Hockey League, both as a member of the Hershey Bears. That first fight was against Kevin Pullen, Pullen of the Bridgeport Sound Tigers. That's now the new, or I think it's the Bridgeport Islanders now, but I still call them the Sound Tigers. So Bridgeport, Kevin Pullen, and Phoenix Copley got into one, and this was part of a line brawl that went completely out of control February 2015, and Copley let him have it. He threw a couple of punches. They didn't land, but Copley did get one that hit Poulin like close to his face, but it got his body, and Poulin went down like a ragdoll. And Copley just tackled him straight to the ground. So yes, you could say that Copley won that fight. Easily won that fight. That took place in February 2015. The second goalie fight. Oh baby. Between Phoenix Copley and Jordan Bennington. Yes, that Jordan Bennington. Back when he was a member of the P Bruins. Yeah, that's right. He was in Providence. And that one didn't really have any punches land. In fact, that fight was a draw. Where both goalies kind of went, all right, whatever. Like, yeah, good job, good job. Yeah, didn't quite land one. But, you know, you got a couple of them right in the body. Like you were throwing a couple of, you know, body shots. They did kind of get each other a little bit. But it was a draw. There was not much to that fight. So Copley has already been, like I said, in two fights. 6-4. 200 pounds. Then we go to the other side. John Gibson. Dun dun. 6'2". 210 pounds. So John Gibson has a few pounds on Phoenix Copley. But Phoenix Copley has a bit of the reach advantage. Okay. So Copley's been in a couple. John Gibson has not been in a goalie fight. But I know he wanted to. He wanted to be in that goalie fight. So that's the tale of the tape. 64200 Copley versus 62210 John Gibson. They were ready to go and nothing happened. Nothing happened. The refs let that one go. Now I know on the ESPN broadcast it said like, "Oh yeah, no, fighting's not good for the team." Okay. Full stop. Fighting in general, in general is not good for the game. 
let me throw an asterisk in there. However, that does not apply to goalie fights, folks. It just does not apply. When you have two guys with that much pent-up hate, that much pent-up just, you know, wanting to murder someone, then, yeah, maybe this is a case where you let him go. And I know this also kind of relates. The NHL recently said that viewership has dropped 20-something percent. Gee, I wonder why. Yes, there's the blackout stuff. I mean, that crap going on. But one way to generate interest in the National Hockey League, I hate to say it, but it's kind of true. One way to generate interest is to have this fight happen. To let these guys go. Now, I know there was already a little bit of interest. And already Twitter went a little bit crazy on this one. But can you imagine how much play that would have gotten if those two would have actually gone? It would have been glorious. It would have been amazing. And you talk about two guys that already, by themselves, already have the most penalty minutes in the NHL right now by goalies. Yes, look it up right now. Most penalty minutes for goalies this season. The top two, Phoenix Copley, John Gibson. Copley with 17, Gibby with 12. Bennington has 10, by the way. Yeah, this would have been a perfect way to get fans excited about the game. And to see them try to go, that would have been great. So what is the reason for Copley wanting to go? Well, Copley was already pissed off because Frank Vetrano got him with a little bit of the elbow. John Gibson is pissed off because he has dealt with a crappy Ducks team for four seasons running now. John Gibson, I've said this time and time again, John Gibson, get the taser for him. Give him some kind of medieval weaponry. Allow him a little bit of murder. This would have been the chance to let John Gibson let out all that pent-up frustration that has been building for the past four seasons, and especially this season. John Gibson is playing on a historically, almost historically bad Ducks team. As of right now, they still could be historically bad. They have not past eight regulation wins. They haven't even met that yet. So they still could be historically bad. But John Gibson has seen the most shot attempts this season. He has seen 1,395 shot attempts, first place in the NHL, and he's played less games than the guys below him. So Gibby has had no defense in front of him. He's had to put up with this crappy play in front of him. He's got 23 losses, and not all of them I can, you know, pin on Gibby. He's got to be really ticked off by now. 10, 23, and 5, not all his fault. All those shots against, not his fault. He's just got no defense in front of him. Phoenix Copley, mad. John Gibson, mad. Were we deprived of what could have been one of the great goalie fights in recent memory? Yes, we were robbed of that. And, you know, again, I'm going to say this. I don't condone fighting in general in the NHL. But how great would this have been? How much interest would have been generated for the National Hockey League after this one? I think both guys really wanted it. And given the context of the freeway face-off, given the context of everything else going on around both goalies right now, 
this felt like it was just the perfect time to have this. And we didn't get to have it. Oh, well. All right. I'm actually going to talk about the games or the game itself after the first intermission. So stay locked in. But first, let's talk about Built Bar. My favorite protein bar, and it should be your favorite too, because Built Bars are packed with 17 grams of protein, only about 150 to 170 calories, and only about 4 grams of sugar. And if you haven't seen the newest limited flavors yet, you have a new one, the Maple Donut Built Puff. That sounds really good. There's also this lemon cheesecake puff you all gotta try. And my favorite, the goat, still the churro puff. Again, the macros are fantastic. If you want a pick-me-up, you know, Built Bars are the way to go. So if you want to try for yourself, head over to Built.com right now. Use promo code LOCKEDON15 to get 15% off your next order of Built Bar. And don't forget to try Built Bars at your local Walmart or your local Sam's Club. Once again, Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. Welcome back to episode number 689 of Locked On Anaheim Ducks. Once again, you're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez. And we actually need to talk about the game itself, right? Because aside from the near fight, there actually was a game that took place at what Kings fans are calling Staples South. First off, I still call it Staples Center. I don't call it the Crypt. It's Staples Center to me. So all the Kings fans call it Staples South. It's the pond. I mean, yeah, it's still the pond. But did you hear the amount of Kings fans that were there last night? I mean, if you were there, and I already got, like, at least three messages saying, oh, dude, there are way more Kings fans. Yes, I realize that there are way more Kings fans there right now. But there's also much more of a reason to cheer for the Los Angeles Kings. Uh, one, they're actually in a playoff spot. They're almost in first place right now. Two, they actually have a good young core that could do well with them for a while. Three, they're actually winning games. Four, I'm not going to go on in this list, but there's a plethora of reasons why Kings fans are excited about this team. Never mind, you have all-star Kevin Fiala and you have Phoenix Copley. You know, playing on God mode right now. You have Thousand Oaks native Trevor Moore. You have Adrian Kempe. Kempe, oh no. Yeah, he did it again, folks. Adrian Kempe has scored more goals on one particular goalie than any other goalie. And do you know who I'm talking about? John Gibson. And I've said this before last season. So let me remind you this season. John Gibson is the goalie that Adrian Kempe has scored the most on, and this includes AHL. This includes um, play offshore. No. In his, like, post-18 playing career, Adrian Kempe has scored 15 times. Yes, you heard that right. 15 times on John Gibson. Now, I know Kempe scores on everybody these days, so that's kind of no surprise that Kempe would score a lot against John Gibson as well. And yeah, I know, like, oh, Kempe scored against this goalie a bunch. He scored against this goalie a bunch. No. You know, put that away, folks. Nobody has been scored on more. (laughs) 15 goals. 
Adrian Kempe on John Gibson. That's the most by far in his playing career. I think the next highest might be John might be John Biddington. It might be. Because I know he scored a bunch on the Blues as well. It also might be... Um, uh, no, it would be Mike Smith probably. Because he scored a lot on Mike Smith as well. But there's a lot of other goalies that he scored four or five times against. But 15 against John Gibson. I don't know what John Gibson did to piss Kempe off. I don't know. But apparently it's it's worked. It's work like a charm. 15, including the AHL. Because Adrian Kempe scored a hat trick against John Gibson in 2015 when it was Ontario Reign versus San Diego Goals. I know because I was there for that. I remember that John Gibson looked to the heavens and was kind of pissed off back then too. I remember that very well. And I remember Kempe kind of had those big eyes and said, oh, I love scoring against this guy. Yes, this was in an interview like way, way, way back years ago where Kempe said he gets up for those games against the Gulls and those games against the Ducks. Kempe's up for them. And he did mention John Gibson once. Why? What did he do to you, Kempe? Ah, <laughs> oh, boy. But yeah, Kempe scored again. As well as a bunch of other Kings that scored on John Gibson. Gibson was there for all six goals. Yep, Blake Lazat, he scored. How about, I don't know, Victor Arvidsson scoring twice. Yeah, Arvidsson scored scored twice on Gibby. Yeesh. Final score was 6-3 to three in favor of the Kings. For what it's worth, Kevin Shattenkirk doubled his goal total. He's now up to two. He's got two goals in two games. I'll get to that other one in a second. But, you know, there was some garbage time goals. Mason McTavish, he scored a power play goal. Woo! Frank Vetrano, he scored. Yeah, Vetrano scored on Jonathan Quick. <laughs> yeah, Copley was thrown out of the game. He got a match penalty. So Quick came in to seal the victory, and he did. For what it's worth, he... Sealed the win. Sure. <laughs> so Vetrano scored, but all those Kings that scored. You had Blake Lazat scoring, then Victor Arvidsson, then Adrian Kempe, then Frank, then Andre Kopitar, then Arvig, and then Kevin Fiala, because of course Kevin Fiala scored. Of course he did. Of course Drew Doughty got two assists on this game. Of course Blake Lazat got two points. Of course Fiala got three points. Of course Ayafalo got two apples. Of course they did. Because they're the LA Kings. They're the team that is curb stomping the Anaheim Ducks right now. Oh, and by the way, once again, the Ducks allowed 40 shots on goal again. We've seen this too much this season. Shots on goal were 41 to 27. At one point in this game, shots were 14 to 3. Or 13 to 3, rather. It was bad, folks. The shot attempts at one point were 27 to 9. Let me repeat that. 27 to 9. And even at one point, it was 25 to 6 in favor of, well, you know, you know who. This is a bad pattern for the Ducks. They're letting too many shots go right at Gibby. 
27-9 after one period. That's pathetic. I don't know what else needs to change, but this Ducks team needs to focus on defense if they're going to have any chance for success in the coming seasons. Like I said, 6-3, four losses in a row, and this is before they leave on a four-game road trip. So you want to talk about bad hockey, you know, this is it. This is what the Ducks are right now. A bad hockey team with, you know, goaltending that can't save their life and absolutely no defense. Let's talk about that other game that took place, the game between the Ducks and the Buffalo Sabres. That took place a few days ago, and I didn't talk about it because there was goals Thursday. Um, Just to go briefly over that game, that was one of the more embarrassing efforts for the Anaheim Ducks. They allowed 44 shots to the Buffalo Sabres while only shooting the puck 22 times themselves. They were curb stomped on this game, and it wasn't even close. And I know I mentioned the Buffalo Sabres earlier in the week because I had thought about exploring. I'm not saying they should do it, but at least explore it. A trade with the Buffalo Sabres, as far as John Gibson's concerned. Eric Comrie, he didn't have the best game, but he only saw 22 shots. His save percentage was only 864 on this game. Lukash Dostal, poor Dostal, he saw 44 shots and he tried his best. He really did. Now, early on in the game, I would say Dostal looked kind of decent on this game. Despite seeing 19 shots to the Ducks 3. Yes, shots were 19-3 to in favor of Buffalo. And Dostal had only allowed in 2 goals. I would call that a small victory. Then the second period. Anaheim, they actually scored and took the lead at one point. Shattenkirk scored his first of the season. Hallelujah. Cam Fowler scored twice. And all of a sudden, wow, the Ducks could win this game. And then the defense did absolutely squat in front of Dostal. Peyton Krebs scored. Casey Middleset scored. Alex Tuck scored. Jurgensen scored. Cousins scored. Oh, also, Tage Thompson scored on the power play. Did you know Tage Thompson has 36 goals this season? Tage Thompson. Talk about a late bloomer, but talk about someone that is owning the NHL right now. The final score on that one was 7-3 in favor of Buffalo. So they allowed 44 shots and 41 shots. 85-49 to are the shots in favor of the opponent's. And the Ducks are still allowing way too many of those. They've allowed 13 goals in the past two games during this four-game losing streak. You ready for this, Ducks fans? During this four-game skid, the Ducks have allowed 26 goals and have scored 11. They've been outscored 26-11 to in four games. They are averaging six and a half goals allowed per game on this recent skid. And it might get worse because on this four-game road trip, they have the Florida Panthers, the Tampa Bay Lightning, the Washington Capitals, and the Carolina Hurricanes. 
Florida has the most shots on goal this season per game. Florida shoots the puck a lot. They're a heavy volume shooting team. They're going to get theirs. I jokingly said this the other day. I'll kind of jokingly say it again. I wouldn't be surprised if Florida gets something like 55 shots on the Ducks Monday afternoon. I would not be surprised at all. Florida's still good. Tampa Bay. Well, I shouldn't say Florida's really good. I mean, Florida's decent. They're not exactly in like a top playoff spot right now, but they're still, you know, kind of in the mix for the wild card. So they're still okay, I guess. Tampa Bay, they are still, for all intents and purposes, the defending three-time Eastern Conference champion. They're still pretty good, folks. Then you have Washington. Alex Ovechkin is not back yet, but he should be back either that game or the game before as Alex Ovechkin tends to family matters. Um, Just this bit of sad news, Alex Ovechkin's father passed away just a couple days ago. So Ovi is back in Moscow. He's with his family. Um, Just well wishes to the Ovechkin family on that front. You know, sucks to lose a parent there. So Ovi should be back by then. And then they're at, the Ducks are at Carolina. Carolina, first in their division. They are the real deal. They're one of my sleeper picks to win the Stanley Cup this season. Don't be shocked if the Ducks go over on this road trip and get bludgeoned. And by the time this road trip ends, the Ducks could be this much closer to being mathematically eliminated from playoff contention. So that's what's to watch out for this coming week. All right, that's going to do it for this podcast. Again, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Don't forget this podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey, etc., etc. You can follow me on Twitter at StimpyJD. The show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. If you want to email me, you could do so at LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com. Once again, thanks for the emails. Thanks for the tweets. Y'all are awesome. And thank you so much for your continued support. It is greatly appreciated. For Locked On Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the weekend, folks. Please remember to be safe out there, be kind to one another, and Ducks fly together. Ducks fly together.